whatever a cock in my or my cock in a woman's mouth, whatever it is. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> just say it a few more times. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined this week by fellow Baffle Gabbers, Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Daniel Cardoso. Good day. We write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. Uh, how is everybody doing? I don't know why I went Southern there. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm doing okay. Doing pretty good. Uh, down the animals got eaten by a black bear, but... Other than that, yeah, everything's great. Yeah. Okay. Daniel mentioned the outtakes first. I want that to be on the record. <laughs> well, it won't be oh, the only time boy. it happens. It won't be the only time it happens. I'm sure. Uh, it's almost like we should record the outtakes afterwards. But by the time we're done recording, it's just like, nope, we're out of here. Uh, I've had enough of these people. Uh, let's let's move on with our days. Uh, I can redo that, and Ian can just edit out that and just say. <laughs> I will just say, I'm doing fine, everyone. <laughs> no, I think it's good to put it in the podcast that you almost got eaten by a black bear. That's, That's something fine. we do. That is, that, is always... literally, that is literally a very important fact that happened just yesterday yeah. for you. Um, we're glad. So that we, you we're glad that you are here completely intact uh, to talk about stuff. I don't even know how I'd react to that story. By the way, guys, you know, like just break that news this morning. Daniel died last night. He was eaten <laughs> by a bear. Um, have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like if if you would like to send anything please send your picnic basket uh to this address oh my god <laughs> all right uh let's get into uh, it with, <laughs> with this inside scoop what's he building in We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we are sending in general. Kicking it off with commercial sins, uh, Daniel writing this one, Blue Bunny HQ office visit, uh, where they go to the Blue Bunny headquarters for a visit. Uh, talk to us, Daniel. What was it like writing this one? It was uh, it was more difficult than I thought it was going to be going in. Um, I, <laughs> it, it just seemed like such a, a, a ridiculous uh, commercial that I thought it like I thought it would just kind of write itself, but then immediately when it started and it's just like, Oh, it's just talking about bunnies the entire time. And then I realized I know nothing about rabbits um, other than their existence and that they may or may not like carrots. And that, that might not even be true. Like mm -hmm. that might be something I learned from cartoons. But, right. So, yeah. So I had to do quite a bit of research on, on rabbits and uh, then try to condense that into something <laughs> into a, a few quick lines to, and I, I think I succeeded, but uh, I'll find out when I when I see more of the comments. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. you will not base the your opinion of the success or failure of anything we do by YouTube comments. <laughs> that will not be something we will condone here. Um, I I think it's great. I I was curious, like, is Blue Bunny like something you? eat indulge in like is that your ice cream provider of choice like i i don't know if i'd even ever heard of blue bunny no i, I saw the commercial on like uh for a, a different video i was watching on youtube it just popped up and i'd never had blue bunny ice cream before i still haven't had it so um, mm -hmm. i have no idea how good or bad it is but um i do know that they have weird uh, commercials there's <laughs> they actually there's a bit there's a few other ones i watched too and they, they all seem to be a bit I think that's just the way commercials are now. Um, yeah, being honest, but uh, 
Yeah, they're little surrealistic uh, plays uh, often anymore. Jonathan, some of your thoughts on Blue Bunny or this uh, the Sins video? Yeah, I started. I had seen this commercial. Daniel came to me and just said, "Hey, I think this would be a good one to do." And I was like, "Absolutely." I think it was like maybe the NBA playoffs. I don't know. There was something I was watching over a period of time, and I would just keep seeing these commercials would keep coming up. So I think it was the NBA playoffs. But um, yeah, I'd never heard of Blue Bunny ice cream. I thought the commercial was super weird. And when he mentioned it, I was like, oh, I was actually thinking about that one too. So that's cool. Because uh, that was definitely on my mind sometimes when I was watching it that, you know, mm-hmm. we should probably do something with it. Um, I liked Daniel came, like, I think he sent me a message. He's like, I'm almost done with this. And then like a couple hours later, he's like, okay, I think I'm going to do more research. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know what. I was like, okay, cool, we're good. And then so maybe a couple of days later he sent it in. And then I just like I was looking at like at the first send and I was like, oh my God, this is like he really did a lot of research. If people don't think we do research, watch this video. <laughs> That's right. It'll prove that <laughs> at least one time we did. <laughs> I learned so much about rabbits that I've never known. Uh and oh, I, just like the fact that there is an actual American blue bunny. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was crazy. Blew, blew my mind. I get it. I get it. See what he did there? Blew his mind. See, I would say that and not even realize I made a pun because I'm dumb. Um, I love that you said sorbet has been replaced with the main ingredient. Like you said, sorbet, the main ingredient of sorbet was lies. Mm -hmm. I thought that was great. Uh, Also, I felt seen when you said having this many files in your desktop because that's... I don't have a lot of tabs up. Uh, that gets on my nerves. But for some reason, I'll have my whole screen covered with files. Oh, it kills me, man. I have to have a clean I go desktop. through and do like a wash. Yeah, I go through and fix it every now and then. But yeah, I mean, everyone, I don't know, maybe not everyone does it, but I feel like it happens at a certain point to everyone's when if you have a Windows, your Windows desktop just gets covered with with all these icons. And then you you try to fix it but like it's just like an email box or something like it just like it, it just keeps happening yeah for sure well and i do like I, a lot of the work stuff i keep like my media files and stuff on there because it's just easier to just jump on them like that like you know if i'm having to upload something i know exactly where to go every time i don't have to go through three different files to get you know mm-hmm. sure. so but then i forget to delete them and then so after two weeks like you can't even see my desktop background <laughs> it's crazy um and then uh and then there's just that whole long diatribe at the beginning where you're giving out all these facts and stuff. And then at the end, you're just saying, I'm just calling out Blue Bunny for unfair hiring practices. Like, that's what that all amounted to. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this was great. Uh, I've never had Blue Bunny. Didn't know it existed. Um, I just, I've kind of become not an ice cream person, at least not in the sense of like these kind of ice cream, like prepackaged cones. The only thing I do like is a good ice cream sandwich. Um, so, uh, so that is a possibility for me, but, but yeah, I've never heard of blue bunny. I thought this was hilarious. Um, I loved the observation that from below the way the man's head is through the roof could not be the way it is shot from above, like the way the head and shoulders are Mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff. I just, I just love doing that kind of mental math. Um, I think is really, really fun. And so, yeah, I thought that was good. Uh, and then just spending time on the ergonomics of rabbit chairs just cracked me up. <laughs> I just thought that was really, really funny. Um, so yeah, this is good stuff. This is a lot of fun. Uh, all right, let's move into TV sins. Uh, we're doing some Game of Thrones season eight. Episode two is called A Night of Seven Kingdoms. 
you two wrote on this. This is Cardoso Watkins script. Uh, so Daniel and Jonathan writing on this one. Jonathan, some of your thoughts as we continue on through Game of Thrones. Um, so I hadn't, I hadn't seen the eighth season. Uh, I watched when we did our first run on Game of Thrones. At that time, I think it was just the eighth season had not premiered yet, right? Correct. Or it was about Correct. to. So I then and I'd never watched Game of Thrones, so I went through and actually watched all seven seasons. But um, I didn't watch the eighth when it was on for whatever reason. Um, so I'm just now getting to experience it, and um, I kind of see what people are complaining about. I mean, the first couple episodes I thought were fine, but like. I realized like there's only four episodes left after this. And yes. I'm like, there's there's no way they're getting to everything. <laughs> Correct. Yes. That is the biggest frustration is you watch these first like and that was my experience during the time too with the first two episodes. I was like, I mean, it's okay. It's all right. Like I'm, you know, we're we're having some character moments and some cool things. Yeah. Uh but you got four episodes left and what is going to ha- like, you know, so like there was so much to squeeze in. And and I love that Daniel commented on the like he wrote the scent about the the callback. I think this was because there's callbacks in the next one too. This is the one where it's the it's uh, Tyrion and um, Jamie, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. They say what I want, like a whatever a cock in my or my cock in a woman's whatever it is. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> just say it a few more times. Just <laughs> just look it up and then just deliver it. Might as well. Anyways, um, I just thought they're like, but they're having like these callbacks to stuff that like. I would not have even remembered, you know, like I had to like think about it. I, I don't know. It's just stuff like that. Like waste so much time mm-hmm. on, uh, on stuff like that. Did they, um, I'm not sure if we talked about this during the writing process, but I meant to ask you, did he say that more than once or was it just I, the I one time remember. in like the first season? I'm pretty sure it was just that one time, yeah. but I couldn't say for sure. So I was perfectly fine to go with that. If somebody wants to call us out, that's fine. But it's still a stupid callback, regardless. Um, one thing I also I found like Bran or is it Bron or Bran? I can't remember. It's Bran. Man, they made him just like I don't know. He's just he's creepy. I I don't know how else to say it. Like he's just sure. he's like, and I don't know if it's just the acting choices or if it's the way he's written. But like I was trying to I was trying to find a way to send that, but then I could everything that came out it just sounded so mean. <laughs> but I just wanted to get that on the record. Bron is really weird in these last <laughs> in these remaining episodes. I don't know what what his deal is, but he he scares me. Um, yeah. And then I uh, I wanted to mention the I'm not fucking with a dragon. That actually is this weird reference to this. There's a comedian named Stephen Lynch who does, uh, which I've made Stephen Lynch references in the past, but he's like a singing comedian. He just has like funny songs and stuff. And there's a song he has called Lion. And the whole thing is him and this other guy like fighting over, they're trying to woo this woman. And one of the things, one of the lines is like, but I'm not, I'm not saving you from a lion. Like I'm not fucking with a lion. Like that's kind of, so that's where, that's what that dragon line is actually Mm -hmm. referencing to. I thought was kind of funny to get that in. And I enjoyed the, outtake we were able to it worked out perfectly when i saw Tyrion and jamie sitting there talking for whatever reason even though i rarely ever watch the show boston legal had this thing where at the end of every episode it would be shatner and james spader like sitting out on a balcony like smoking a cigar or whatever and just talking about random stuff Mm -hmm. and uh so i was able to put that over uh Tyrion and jamie and then get that you know i'm denny crane uh and, and at the very end, I don't know. I like three people will appreciate that, but I was just 
I am I like one of when, them. I am one of the I, three. I thought that was. Funny. I like it when it works out though. I like it when what you're envisioning, and then when you see it in the edit, you're like, "Oh, that's perfect." Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Daniel, some thoughts from you. With like with watching this episode, it was like it felt more strange than I think that like the first time I watched it. Like looking at it like in more detail, it's just sort of like you can't. I can't really understand any of the decisions that they were making. <laughs> One of the biggest things, like I remember, was while while I was trying to to like write the sins, like I just felt like I was like, this doesn't feel the episode doesn't feel good, but I also don't feel like I'm coming up with a lot of sins, and I didn't really, couldn't really figure out why. And then, mm-hmm. I, like, it was like one of the notes that John, that Jonathan had left was just like just said that that like so little happens in this episode, like <laughs> like that there wasn't a whole lot to actually poke fun at. Like, there's just kind of like, there's a big sin over the whole episode, just about all the things that they didn't do or all the story that is not happening. And I thought that that was, thought that that was interesting. Um, Yeah. And my only regret is I think that some of the sins that we put up there probably deserved more than just being counted as one. I feel like a few of them could have been like, this is like, five or 10 sins that this, that this mm-hmm. deserves. Uh, so I wish I think going back, I wish we had did that. But um, other than that, there uh, a few of the sins that I really like was uh, well, this one, I kind of just want um, maybe, maybe you guys to give me a little back or like clue me into is uh, leading is what, what does he want? And then that the response is an endless night. And then it's mixing up your Agatha Christie with your George R. R. Martin. It's, easier to do than you think game of thrones is essentially and and then there were none with dragons and incest and i know nothing about agatha christie to <laughs> and i feel like there's a lot more to that sin than than i'm getting so i kind of wanted if there's was if there's an more. agatha christie sin you can almost guarantee it's me i am the uh, biggest agatha christie fan <laughs> uh so let me t- let me tell you about this uh no go ahead jonathan tell us your no, agatha christie I, it, novel it, it was totally silly there's just there's an agatha christie novel <clears throat> there's an agatha christie novel called endless night and so when he said that that's just what i thought of but the sin itself is just it's nonsense it's just Mm-hmm. Like, and then I just threw in the, you know, it's basically, and then there were none with incest and whatever. And and then there were none is another Agatha Christie novel. So I just was, it was just me being dumb pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I, I enjoy referencing Ag- Agatha Christie whenever I can. <laughs> <laughs> and Jessica Fletcher. Of course. Of course. You got to. You got to. Okay. Well, I, I will take that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, anything else, Daniel? Yes. Uh, okay. The, the, there's a sin where the lead in is if I wanted to erase the world of men, I'd start with you. And the sin is just, is that a, is that a compliment? Yeah, it's <laughs> so weird. And I thought, I thought that that whole line of dialogue in there was, was very strange the way mm-hmm. they were talking in general. But I think that just like it, it encapsulated like, like what was the sentiment of him saying? Like, what was he trying to convey to brands by odd. saying that? Mm-hmm. And it was, and I also think a, a lot of what they were saying was complete bullshit as well. But even even if it even if it made sense, like what was the point? Right. And in terms of the uh, in terms of the outtakes, there like the I was going to point out the the Boston Legal one. I really enjoyed that. I also enjoyed the uh, the Jack Nicholson one. Was that um, a few good men? Is that was that mm-hmm. from? Yeah. You you want me on that wall? You need me on that yeah. wall. I thought that that was really good. And then the uh, the Cheers one. 
uh, just when I came up with that one, that, <laughs> it just made me laugh because like he just like walks in and like goes by the fire and he's just like, the door's like, oh, what's up, Norman? And he's, he's like, I'm freezing my balls off or something. <laughs> like it just seemed fitting. Yeah. Kid uh, stuff. Uh, definitely. Yeah, definitely good outtakes uh, on this one. I thought this video was great. Um, I'm enjoying continuing to see in season eight because it's something we've needed to do. Uh, there's so many things to talk about. Uh, you guys mentioned a lot of my favorite sins. Um, I did enjoy uh, singing because he's the man with the golden hand. Uh, that was fun. Thank you for oh, the yes, opportunity that, to do I, that. That worked perfectly. Uh, and then the the response to the line, he'll expose himself, uh, and uh, or he'll never expose himself or whatever. And then the the sin is preposterous. This is HBO. Uh, <laughs> made me laugh. Made me laugh quite a bit. Um, like from its inception, HBO has been like, we'll show naked people. Like that's like, the, oh yeah, man, <laughs> I like remember. That's why I watched Dream On when I was a kid. Right? I didn't find that like, show funny. What, a sitcom just... with nudity? What is yeah, going on? There's a on? chance there was nudity. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that show is pretty funny. Yeah, the, uh, the Jonathan's uh, eventual autobiography will be uh, called Cloudy with a Chance of Nudity. Um, uh, so yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, let's move on to the next Game of Thrones, The Long Night. Oh boy, were we ready for this one? This was a Watkins Whittington script. So this was Jonathan. Yeah, Why did you guys force Ian. me to write all the scripts one week? That was not nice. You're welcome. Uh, you're just, welcome. They put me in a dungeon and just type. <laughs> yes, type. type Jonathan, <laughs> uh, kick us off, Jonathan. Some of your thoughts on The Long Night. Wow. So yeah, this is like the infamous episode I had heard so much about. And yeah, you can't see anything in this episode. It's insane. <laughs> like it is just absolutely nuts. And, and uh, I think I the version it. I think the version we're sitting now is actually brighter than when I watched it, it on TV the first time. Is. It probably is. But uh and then we were like Ian found some I wish I'd written that down because Ian found some quote from the director talking about, well, this was meant to be seen on a like a big screen and it would have mm -hmm. it's like, what are you even talking about? This is a TV show. It wasn't gonna be on a big screen. Right. Like Yeah. Uh so yeah, so we uh and I think we kept pretty much everything in that we sent because we were just like there's no reason not to just send this a bunch for you not being able to see show because I mean that's ridiculous. I mean it's just yeah. it, and this is like for people that have been watching the show live like since its inception this was a big deal right like everyone was excited about this battle and and yes. then you can't see you can't see half of it like oh and and not even on the ground like them flying the dragons i got no idea what's going on there like i just i don't even know like where they are logistically like are they by each other or are they above each you know are they above and below right. like right. you just can't none of it makes any sense it's just it's, it's ridiculous so yeah we uh we had fun with that um uh, I I swear to God though that score sounded like the opening of Bye Bye Bye. It was crazy how much like to the point where I'm thinking like this guy this composer is an NSYNC fan because <laughs> I don't know like that it was just that ah 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 and then you're just expecting to hear a Bye 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 uh, come but it doesn't ever come but that would have made the episode so much better. I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> You are absolutely oh right. Oh my god, that would have been amazing. That's why we said we would take sons. We would remove sons. That's right. Uh, I also like. I'm not like a battle strategist. Like I've never had to like. For, I've never had to like come up with plans for a war. 
But like some of the stuff Winterfell that people were doing just made no sense to me. Like they sent all those people to their death and then they started firing the yeah. catapults. Like why wouldn't you just start with that? Like what I don't know. I just don't get I don't know what they were I don't know what I mean It's if terrible. They, if they what had a lost, letdown. they yeah. kinda deserved it. And then they and then they basically like they end up winning because of like uh a, a huge coincidence, but I did like I like the Arya stuff. I mean, I liked all that, and I'm glad we took sends off for her because her getting to be a badass was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, so that that was like the one part of it. But I, yeah, this was just this was it was just bad. Yeah, I I don't I I just don't I just don't understand what they were thinking. Uh, but yep, whatever. <laughs> what movie was it? There, or I feel, this is a quote when um, shoot, it was some movie, and it was just like. Oh, a major, a major league. I think the baseball film mm-hmm. comedy, where he's yeah. just like he, where the, the announcer guy's like he must have been thinking. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. Yeah, that's like, major it league. Was, it was yeah. something like. <laughs> <laughs> it was major league two, actually. Really? Okay. Yes, because he's he's walking a Yankee. He's walking a White Sox batter to get to Jack Parkman, who's uh, oh, like yeah, his yeah. nemesis. And I'm sad that I know all these names, but I do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, what Major League Two is better than this episode of Game of Thrones, <laughs> by the way. Is this, we're just going to do that. We're just going <laughs> to start mentioning things that would have made this episode better and then other things you could watch instead of watching the episode. Yeah, <laughs> I think we should just start using Major League Two as our barometer. Just like, you know, better or worse than Major League Two. Uh, in this case, worse. Uh, Daniel, some of your thoughts. Again, it feels like it's like what else can be kind of said about the episode. but um, Right. I guess so. I guess I'll just have like a bit of a question for you guys. Then it's just like, how much like I think we can all agree that the that the episode is not a very good episode of television. But how much do you think is due to the show failing, and like how much perhaps might be due to the fact that we had so much time as an audience to develop our own expectations for this show that maybe that like we contribute kind of contribute in our own way to like enjoying it so little um that definitely happens um but here i think it is it is mostly just poorly done and i i and i think that i think the reason everybody knows everybody knows the cause the cause is it's rushed right and the last especially the last uh four episodes feel like they're trying to do way too much character work so characters are are having these huge swings with not a lot of uh motivation shown and that is a big problem when you're dealing with a show that has been very, very good about understanding character motivation and who's doing what and why they're doing it. Um, so, no, I think this is m- mostly on the show. Um, but they just they wanted to be done. They just wanted everybody wanted to be done uh, that was producing this show. The, um, you know, um, I forget their names. The the main creators. Ben- yeah, I do too. Benioff, maybe. That sounds um, right. Uh, anyways, uh, they, they were looking at doing a star Wars movie. They were ready to move on with their careers. The actors were sick of being in this location for so long. Like everybody was ready to be done except the audience. They ran out of books too, right? They ran out of source material because Martin, Martin wouldn't finish the book. I mean, not that that's his fault, but I'm just saying like, they definitely ran out of runway in that regard too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, but it also, it feels like there was just like such an easy landing to kind of not an easy landing to stick, but it, it just seems like they went out of their way, especially with this episode to subvert things that people were expecting. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of that question that boggles my mind in the sense that 
like if if you want to be done with the show then it's like why not just give people what they want and wash your hands of it right instead of doing sort of like gymnastics with a story in like but to be fair, there were people. I remember when this episode aired. I remember seeing like social media. There were people defending this. I mean, there there were definitely people that enjoyed, at least at the time, seemed to be. But I, but I don't know if that was actual enjoyment or that's where you've just kind of talked yourself into enjoying it. Like a lot of us after we saw Phantom Menace, um, you know that kind of thing. I guess I don't know. It's interesting. I I don't know. I don't know how you please everybody though. Like I also don't know how you do that. And I I think. I think you just need to have a story to tell. I don't think you're, I, I would assume most showrunners are not worried about what, you know, the fans want. Well, this I would is, assume. this is the lost conundrum in uh, yeah. Damon, Damon Lindelof has talked about this all the time. They were very concerned about what the fans wanted on that show. That's true. And, and they were very engaged with you know, fan comments and fan theories. And I think he regrets that. I think he, I think in many ways, I think he made the show he and, um, oh, um, uh, Abrams? No, well, Abrams was producing, but um, it was Lindelof and what's the other guy's Q, name? Cruz, Q. Yeah, 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 yeah. Carlton Cues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, I think they made the show they wanted to make. However, I think they are well aware they were really influenced by well, by fan feedback, and so much so that when people hated the finale, it really impacted them. Like they, you know, they they yeah. really took it hard. Well, um, and Abrams didn't help them because he just like he did not have anything in mind. He was just creating stuff on the lamb like, right, oh, there's right. a smoke monster and then there's, you know, what you know, Ethan's gonna be this guy that wasn't on the plane. You know, but there was nothing actually being thought of past mm-hmm. that. Right. He just so that so they had to somehow come to bring all that together into something whatever whenever i think it was the last two seasons where they actually set like a date they right were gonna and be then done. they were able to really look towards yeah. doing something yeah yeah um so so i think i say all that to say that i i think since then creators have been much more disconnected from mm-hmm. fan feedback and caring about it because i think we started to realize in the internet age everybody has an opinion there's going to be opinions all over the place and it can sound like noise in our human psychology. Like we even mentioned the YouTube comment section later, right? Or earlier. The That's weird if I just predicted that we'll mention it later, which we probably will. But the YouTube <laughs> comment section is a place where depending on your psychology, you can go to and go, oh, we suck. We're the worst. Or you can go there and go, these people love us. Look at, you know what I mean? Like it really mm-hmm. is a focus thing. And I, so I think in the age, the age of the internet, I think it's really important for creators to disconnect from that because they're going to be reading their own psychology into it. They're going to, you know, um, it's really going to impact them. So I don't think they were connected to necessarily what the fans and it, wanted. It's hard to end a TV show because you're going in, you have no idea, A, unless, unless they're doing it differently now, you have no idea how long you're going to be on the air. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I think it's hard to end a TV show. I, I think TV shows are very hard to end unless you just like you know like the guy that's doing Yellow Jacket. Supposedly he has like a four or five season arc. I know mm-hmm. uh, I think his name's I think it's Robert Kripke maybe that did Supernatural. Like he had a five season arc, uh, but then of course they kept doing the show after that, <laughs> right? You yeah. know, but but you can see through those first five seasons, you can see the story progress and end, right? Mm-hmm. So. And Chris like, Carter wanted to do five seasons and then true. movies for the X Files, like, yeah. and, but they kept doing, you know. Oh my God, seasons. the X Files. That's that's a that's a great example of 
how hard it is to like yeah. keep a show going. I mean, it's like, uh, what are we going to do this year? Uh, the aliens wrote the Bible. That works. Let's do that. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. <sighs> Have we had a bat creature yet? Okay, we'll do a bat creature this yeah. week. That'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's Sorry. tough. I think it's a great question, Daniel. And um, I don't know that we'll ever really know kind of what was going through their their minds, but I think they just... They they saw a plan and they executed the plan and it wasn't going to bother them if fans didn't like you know the the direction that they they took it. I mean you know David Chase in the Sopranos finale right like it's this whole thing where there's always going to be some sort of reaction. I think that finale is now beloved in hindsight. I think people really think that that I think so uh, well, that that choice was a smart choice. Just the way it was presented on television freaked people out, and so I think there was a lot of backlash. But I think hindsight helps too. I think having mm-hmm. some distance from it and not just watching the show while it's on, because there's definitely a lot more people I think that like Lost how mm-hmm. it ended now than when it aired. Yeah, there's been some. Div- I mean, I've yeah. I've been on that train since oh, it yeah. aired, but yeah, but it's it's definitely more people are kind of coming around to, um, you know, the idea that that you know. And I think Lindelof has done a, a lot of work on that. He's written some articles and some different things in hindsight, and it does help. Wonder if, so. I wonder if Lost will ever be an IP that comes back. I feel like it will, but I, I don't so know too. what they would I do I genuinely think it will. I think it, it's a I sci-fi mean, property that could work. Um, they're bringing back like Pretty Little Liars. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just, I, I think they, I don't know. It just feels like something that's going to happen mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. But I've always said, too, they're going to remake. They've never remade Jaws, so maybe some things are left alone. I don't know. But... <laughs> did some sequels uh that's true so daniel where were you uh before we got into that conversation yeah uh i think i kind of springboarded us into that conversation mm-hmm. but um yeah. yeah i'll just go back and dig into some of the sins that i liked from this one uh see uh thought this was really good the uh dragon ex machina but to be fair there should have been a hell of a lot more of these throughout the episode so <laughs> am i also sitting that we're that there were not enough dragon ex machinas yes yes i am um <laughs> that was that was (laughs) yeah i like that too. very good and then um i just have questions about this one too here uh mostly who wrote it but uh man they've got a nice size army here ready and willing to fight the dead but it still makes no sense that the uss enterprise isn't here to help fight (laughs) just in case i never get a chance to sit in favor for the bold from season six of star trek deep space nine this seemed like as good a place as any to do it much like the Agatha Christie sin, that's a bunch of nonsense. And Aaron was like, what am I missing here? I'm like, nothing. It's, it's just, it's nonsense. <laughs> so yep. that was you, Jonathan? Yes. Yeah, okay. yes. I felt it could have went, could have went either way. Could have right? gone oh, either way. You have two Star Trek uh, lovers on this uh, script. So, yeah. But I appreciated it just be- <laughs> just just because of how uh, it's stupid. Far it's, just, it goes. it's dumb that the Enterprise wasn't there. I'm sorry. It is. It's dumb. Sorry. <laughs> it had to be said somewhere. Specifically <laughs> in this Game of Thrones uh, video. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did that though in a I think it was a cinema sense like a while back, like years ago, where I all of a sudden just start talking about like I, I went from whatever was going on in the movie to talking about Captain Janeway agreeing to commit genocide for of this species eight four seven two or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with the movie. I remember whoever it was, like Chris or whoever left it in, and I was very happy. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, anything else, Daniel? For for a good amount. That's uh, and okay. I also thought that what uh that that uh this in removal, I thought that what Arya did to kill the Night King, I also thought that it was fucking cool. Yeah, so, I yeah. agree. Deserved it. Deserved it. Um, I really 
really like that we didn't hold back on the darkness thing and just went all in and just send it like every two sins. Like that's you know I I just and and removed a sin for a scene just because we could see what was going on. Yes, <laughs> and did the entire sentencing screen at like five percent brightness. Like you know, uh, yeah. I'm glad the editors didn't kill us by the way because we kept going back on that. Yeah. Like, well, can you just do a little, little bit, bit darker? More? Just a little <laughs> bit darker. Um, so yeah, I loved all that stuff. Um, and I love that we called ourselves out for it. One of the ones I wrote down was, uh, if you haven't guessed already, the sins video will have a theme. Just wanted to let you know, rather than keeping you in the dark, uh, (laughs) beautiful, very wonderful. Uh, and then anytime, uh, I get a chance, uh, to do, what is this? A battlefield for ants. Uh, I'm always thankful for a little Zoolander. Uh, in the script, so I wanted to mention that one as well. Uh, all right, let's move on to CinemaSins. We send Morbius. Yes, we did. Uh, this is the Sins movie of all time. Uh, this is, uh, yeah, this is a good one. Uh, so this was Scott Watkins. So Jeremy and Jonathan writing on this one. That just sounds like a person's name, by the way. It's like, <laughs> hey, know. it's Scott Watkins. I know, it certainly does. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Jonathan's week on the channel. Um, so tell us a little bit about the Morbius experience. Um, so I actually did, unfortunately, see this movie in the theaters. This was the second time I had to sit through this movie, which I thought would make it easier. This was kind of hard, though, because, like, it is, it's really bad, but it's not, like, it's not bad in an interesting way. Like, it's just bad. Like, it's just not a well-done movie. And I think, I'm, I don't know much about, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff, but this definitely feels like a movie that was that was chopped up a little bit. And uh, kind of like uh, the first Suicide Squad movie, uh, there are scenes that just don't really seem to go together. And like you, you feel like there's stuff missing because, you know, someone will refer to something. You're like, I don't even know what they're talking about. Like like the cops, especially like that, mm-hmm. that was one thing where I'm just like, it doesn't make like the cops like uh, like from where like where they would go with their interviews. And like they didn't actually go talk to him for like at least like a few days. And like it just doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you wait? to go talk to even if you didn't think he was on the boat you still asked the you still asked his assistant about him or the what or the, the other doctor about him uh so all that was just very confusing so there wasn't a lot to latch on to so it, movies like that are usually the hardest to send it's kind of like the same thing like you know we Aaron and I talked about that when we sent pig it was for a different reason obviously we love that movie but this was similar in the sense that I just couldn't find a whole lot to like latch onto or we were just being really repetitive like we would just keep sending the same thing over and over um but I did love the way it was structured to where uh, the narrator just continuously got more and more like irritated by everything to the point where I think the last sin is the one where he's like, did I mention that I hate everything now? Like, that's how we end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. And one sin I didn't want to mention, because it's something Jeremy wrote, and I just thought it was crazy, where they mentioned, like, they just say, like, we'll go talk to Anna, or we'll get Anna in here. And then the sin is, Anna, mm-hmm. let's fucking go. Wait, who the fuck is Anna? <laughs> I love that one. Yeah, I had that one written down, too. Oh, so- Sorry, uh, but uh, but that was just uh, I don't know that sin for whatever reason just struck me as hilarious. But um, yeah, that's a really a, it's not a good movie, and like it's not even a movie I recommend because I remember we were talking about how bad it was, and Daniel's like, "Now I kind of want to watch it." And we were just like, "No, this isn't that movie. Like, you really yeah. don't need to watch this movie." <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, if you want to watch it, but like, I don't want to give the impression that it's like fun. 
uh it's kind of like just like if if there was a movie that would be like watching paint dry it would it would probably be uh morbius <laughs> yeah that's the thing it's it's so the the whole thing about morbius is so weird that like it became this meme culture thing yeah because it's just a bad movie like it's not like it's fun to watch and i i think it became very clear when they re-released it into theaters that it that it had nothing to do with the movie the, the meme culture it was just it's a bad movie and it just happened to land at a time yeah where the name was funny sounding to people, and so they made it into you know memes or whatever. Uh, so so yeah. So when you look at it, it's just like it's just a bad movie. It's just a bad movie, and um, it's 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 not enjoyable in any way. No. And I think actually Ian and I think saw this together. It was when he was in town, and we went, and we just kind of afterwards were just like, what what was that? Like what? How does something like that even happen? Um, so. Yeah. Well, and that feels like I don't know. And Sony is trying really hard to like create this uh, their own like universe mm-hmm. with the characters that they have access to, which is basically anything that's been in Spider Man. Because uh, we're getting a Craven the Hunter movie, we're getting a Madam yeah. Web movie. I still I don't know if they're still thinking about doing a Sinister Six movie. That would make sense based on the stinger at the end of this, where he Vulture is like, "Hey, man, let's go." Let's go defeat. Even though you have no ill will against Spider Man, why don't you come with me and we'll go? You know, <laughs> go after him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so weird. It is weird. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. Uh, sins wise, uh, the remixing human DNA with bat DNA has to be uh, <laughs> just the the laugh after that, and then saying, "I know that's not a punchline," uh, and then just laughing anyway. I just that that was really funny to me. Uh, Cosmo references in 2022 are not dynamite, and in fact, they can kiss my grits. Uh, beautifully done. I enjoyed that. Uh, and then I've been accused of murder, and it's um, rightfully so. You 100% murdered eight people. Oh, God. <laughs> that was just infuriating. Yeah. Like rewatching this. I didn't think about that the first time when I was going in with a sin's brain. Though. I think Jeremy wrote that one, but yeah, it's crazy. That dude brutally murdered like eight people mm-hmm. on, that, on that boat or whatever yeah it's like never brought up again nope <laughs> nope total for, totally forgiven you gotta give you know give a guy some space uh, what is that like called when you have like an anti-hero or like it's i mean that that's i mean anti-hero would be the way what you would probably call him i guess what he uh, should be like i feel like the, the movie got really confused about whether he was a hero or an anti-hero like he yeah, but like with an anti-hero though, at least like because he didn't. I guess I guess the the he didn't have to kill those people. Like they weren't right. Uh, on the boat. Yeah, like he could have just knocked them out or or whatever. He didn't have to like kill them and drink his blood and all, <laughs> and all that stuff. So so I I don't I I it, I I'd have a hard time saying he's an anti-hero after doing that. But yeah. that is I guess what they were trying to do. Right. Uh, Daniel, some thoughts. Yep. So um. <laughs> pretty much the entire sins team that had seen morbius told me not to watch this movie <laughs> but i went ahead and did it anyway of course <laughs> you just won't listen you can't tell me what to do you're not my dad yeah i have a friend that was re- that he was really into the memes so like it was just like friday and we're like you know what let's just watch it let's it'll like we we've heard all the opinions on it let's just find out and um yeah, it wasn't like in it's so bad that it's good movie, but I think that my uh, expectations had been lowered to such a level that I was actually able to enjoy it probably better, more than most people did. Um, yeah, that does help. Yeah, for sure. 
I just kind of uh, let go of any hope uh, that there was going to be a, a coherent story or like the motivations would make sense and, and could kind of zero in on just like the performances. And in that sense, I think I, 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 I'm not going to say I liked it, but I didn't find a, a whole lot of issue with Jared Leto's portrayal of Morbius. I no, think that it, like there's a movie in there maybe where that same portrayal works, like it, like where it, it works pretty good. And um, and I really enjoyed Matt Smith as uh, Milo mm-hmm. slash Lucin or wh- whoever he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure the movie knew who he was. But um, I yeah, think so Matt I Smith is the only fun. one that knows what movie he's in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he just there's that scene where he's like uh, he's like putting a shirt on or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like dancing. And yes. I mean, yeah, that's like the one scene in the movie where there's actually like there's actually like energy. Mm-hmm. Like and you're kind of like. Why can't the movie be more like this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah so he, he was a lot of fun. Um, it, with his character, though, there was like a weird point where he wants Morbius to accept himself, but then Milo is uh, essentially seems like he's trying to kill Morbius. So he's like, he's sort of like, we're fine the way we are. Like, be one of us. And he's like, but I'm going to kill you. And like, it, didn't really... <laughs> <laughs> it, it just didn't make any sense no. i was like what what does what does he what does he want from morbius yes. at this point um so <laughs> there was there was there was a lot of that going on uh, yeah beyond that let's see the, some of the sins i liked were uh, morbius movie insanity had obvious had an obvious disagreement about how many bats was enough to, rep- to represent a lot of fucking bats um <laughs> something about that just felt like it was kind of in the same uh if it exists in the world as as a lot of the morbin uh memes so I like that um, movie waste time on these Stephen King bullies that come out of nowhere and add nothing to the story whatsoever. <laughs> Cause that, that scene annoyed me. Like, ah, uh, I, I was just like, what, what is the point of, of this? Aside from like, I mean, I guess trying to build empathy for the characters, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like the way it plays out is like, they're just like introduced as like yelling at them, like from outside through a window. And I just like, I'm not saying that bullies have never done that, but there was no way that that was believable to me. Like it just, it didn't, it, it just felt like so forced and just so absurd mm-hmm. that like, uh, that it, it and, angered me. So I was really and, glad that you guys said that. And they're being mean, but like the Milo character, the kid as a kid, I mean, he like, he almost kills like two of them. <laughs> like, I mean, it's not like, like they're not trying to beat him up or anything, you know, they're just being, they're just being assholes. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to justify what they were doing, but I mean, he he like hits that one guy with his crutch and stuff, and I'm just like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. I don't know that 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 scene just sucked on so many levels. Yeah. And then um, let's see. The, the last one I had was the the I'm starting to get hungry, and you don't want to see me when I'm hungry, because uh, <laughs> like you recognize the line immediately <laughs> from a different film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not delivered in any sort of like as if it's aware that it's from another movie. It's like trying to pass it off as a as an, an original line. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Reminds me of that scene in Major League Two where. Uh... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Let's move on to Scream. Uh, Scream 2022, uh, if you want to be clear. Although in my notes, I have it as 2002 because I forgot it too. 
um, <laughs> which is not the case. Uh, but it's just called Scream because that's the meta thing to do, apparently. This is an Atkinson-Watkins script. Uh, Chris and Jonathan writing on this one. So <clears throat> Jonathan uh, this week had a turn with Chris, Jeremy, Ian, and Daniel <laughs> on scripts. So <laughs> running the full gamut. Somebody mentioned this in the in the comments too, but I've always like when I first saw it, they were calling it Scream, and I'm like, you can make that S a five, like it's like it's it's right there, mm-hmm. like you know that's what Fast and Furious would do, you know. They would... <laughs> and really, what are we doing if we're not emulating Fast and Furious? Exactly, exactly. No, I I mean I get there's got to be some. I mean, is I mean, is Major League Two called thing. Major League? No, no, it is not. It's <laughs> exactly, called Major exactly. League Two. Uh, but if they made a major league sequel today, they probably would call it major league. Yeah. Um, there's got to be there's some marketing thing that's been done where like people are more likely to go see these like legacy sequels if they're just called you know either the same title. Maybe you get like a like an afterlife or something like Ghostbusters did, but like none of them will do like you know you, you know Matrix Four or you know. Right, uh, Ghostbusters three or four, however that however that would work, but uh, but yeah, no, that was that was irritating, and of course we send it. So um, I like this movie though. Um, I I've I've only seen it a couple. I've, I saw it in the theater and I watched it again, uh, probably a time and a half while I was sending it. Um, I've mentioned when we talked about Scream four on this show, I talked a lot about. I just I love the first Scream. It's one of my all time favorite horror movies. It's one of my all time favorite movies. It's just it's a it's a movie that kind of got me back into watching horror movies. Um, because the early nineties were kind of you know not although looking back they had more to offer than I realized at the time. Mm-hmm. But um, but at the time I was just kind of moving away from that, and then Scream just kicked my ass, and I just loved it. Um, I don't. I, this might be the best sequel. I will say I've seen Scream 2 so many times that I'm having a hard time like right away saying it's better than that. It probably is though. <laughs> uh if I'm being honest and I probably, you know, 5 or 6 years from now I I might be I might be saying just that. It's definitely better than 3 and 4. Um so I thought as far as these legacy sequels go to, I thought it was one of the better ones. I I thought the one thing that was interesting about it was it introduced new characters that were actually interesting and we gave a shit about like I would have thought going into this, like, there's no way a scream can work without like Sydney. Um, maybe now it can. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. And it's still kind of I still don't really know if she's actually gonna be in the next one or not. They at first said she wasn't, but now there's reports that maybe she actually is. So I guess we'll find out next year when 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 Scream Six comes out or or are they gonna call it Scream Two? Like I'm very I'm very confused as to what they're gonna do now. So Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming it'll be no a semicolon idea. thing. It'll be like Scream the New York adventure or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so it was, uh, but it was also pretty easy to send. I mean, there's, you know, it's a movie that leans really hard into horror tropes. Um, but at the same time delivers a lot of those as well. Uh, so with all the scream sequels, especially that we send, we've been able to kind of like, you know, poke fun at that, uh, in a, in a, in an interesting way. Um, I enjoyed, uh, also the Billy Loomis stuff is so freaking weird. It's so uh, weird. It's so weird because I don't think this is the movie's intention, but it definitely comes off that we're supposed to think he's an, a positive influence on Sam. I, and I don't think that's what they meant to do, but the way they did it, that's just how it comes across, at least to me. So I made sure that we put in how odd that was. Um, and then just 
Chris did most of this, I think, but just playing around with the logistics of like the the Amber character, how she was the killer, one mm-hmm. of the killers, and then she threw a party after being shot five times. Um, and just the logistics of her getting from the hospital to her house, throwing that party. Why is she even throwing the party? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Like there's just all this stuff. And then also the fact that like, even though they need like some of these characters to pull off what they're going to pull off, they almost kill them like several times before we get to that point. And then also just the ridiculousness of the fact that once again, we've got somebody dressed up as Ghostface uh, going after uh, a lot of the same people. And they do try to, they do put a spin on that, I guess, with the whole like, you know, the fan toxicity and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I don't know. It's that still is always going to be a little, a little hard to buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, from from my perspective, so yeah, those are my thoughts on screen. But I really like the movie. I I I thought they did a great job with. I think they made the best like of this type of sequel that they could have made. There's definitely problems. I don't. I mean, it's not great, mm-hmm. but but it's a really nice uh, nice sequel if you're a fan of the original. Yeah, um, Daniel, why don't you go next? Did you see Scream 2022? No, I have not. Oh, but you've watched Morbius. Okay. <laughs> What's your like? How many of the Scream movies have you seen? Have you seen any of them? Uh, this is weird, but the only one I've seen is Scream Three. It's not that weird. Ian watches them backwards for some reason. So <laughs> he did. It's not that weird. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. No, I didn't see the first one. I wasn't really in, into slasher movies mm-hmm. that much, and I also don't know when that came out. I think I might have been pretty young. Ninety six. Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty young when that came out. Anyway, um, so but I was uh, kind of hyper aware of it because it was that movie was like in the in pop culture mm-hmm. for like a long time. They had all like the, the parodies and mm-hmm. and everything like it was it was around. So like I I get the gist of the movie. I just have never se- never seen the original. So like that that's why when I went into see Scream Three, like I I got a lot of it. Like even a lot of the references, even without mm-hmm. seeing the other two mm-hmm. movies. So, um, yeah, so I didn't, I haven't seen this one. Uh, I did notice in the rundown that it said Scream 2002, which was kind of confusing. <laughs> Sorry about like, that. Aaron has a problem yeah. with numbers. We, I we discussed really this. do, guys. I don't, like, <laughs> I don't know that it's an actual medical thing, but I genuinely I mean, typed the wrong numbers so many times in my life. So, yeah, it, it, it happens a good amount. Yeah. Especially when you're putting the dates of the recording. I am <laughs> terrible. I should just stop. I should just stop. I should just not put numbers and just let everyone guess. It'd probably be better than putting the wrong numbers every other time. <laughs> but then I wouldn't even know what, I would have never known what movie this was. This could have been the original. <laughs> that's right. Like, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I disagree with that, 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 this naming convention they've chosen. Uh, but um, let's see. Uh, I enjoyed The Sins a lot. Um uh, my favorite, I think, was you can't just reboot a franchise from scratch anymore. The fans won't stand for it. Oh, this is the lead-in, by the way. Sorry. Uh, you can't just reboot a franchise from scratch anymore. The fans won't stand for it. Black Christmas, Child's Play, Flatliners, and the sin is calling Black Christmas or Flatliners a franchise. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <okay. laughs> and then the other one I liked was, uh, how do you know... Uh, I think this is a lead and I think I labeled this wrong was like, how do you know I'm not the killer? And then it's sin is how does anyone, not, how does anyone not know she's the killer? She has from the second, uh, has from the second time her phone was used slash clone been the most likely suspect. These new characters might be fun, but they're also very stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was something watching it through a second time, knowing that she was a killer and you're just watching it. I'm just like, 
yeah, she should have been in the police station from like day one. <laughs> like she mm-hmm. should have been being interrogated. Yep, totally agree. Uh, I like this movie. I like uh, Scream 2022. Um, I like the Scream franchise. I haven't loved them all, but I yeah. really like the way it balances parody and uh, actual movie. Um, mm-hmm. And it does it really, really well. And this one does too. Uh, I like the characters. I like the n- new characters in this one. Uh, I'm excited to see more from this crew. Um, I had a good time hanging out with them, um, the ones that survived, which most of them most do. Most of them did. Yeah, sorry, spoilers. Outside, well, but, mean, yeah. Two of them were the killers, and then I right. think, well, one at least one of them died. Uh, the yeah. Yeah, uh, dude's girlfriend died, but yeah. Um. So yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh. And and have enjoyed the scream stuff quite a bit. Uh. The sins video was also very very funny. Um. I loved the premature and frankly quite rude celebration. <laughs> that was awesome. that was correct. <laughs> that was really funny. Uh. And then of course the naming your arms after a weak spinoff of a tired franchise. Um. <laughs> when he calls his arms Hobbs and Shaw, I thought that was great. Uh. As well. So lots of fun stuff in this one. Uh, oh, and I did want to mention yeah, go for uh, it. taking the sin off. Just we just showed the Fort West, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and then I just I was I was glad. I thought that was the best way to handle that because yes, yeah, that that's one of those celebrity deaths that actually I, I don't celebrity deaths typically don't hit me like super hard, but for whatever reason when that one came, I was just like, oh, that that really sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he just I don't know. He just always seemed like a really really nice person, and just uh, I don't know. I wish we had gotten more movies out of him. So, yeah, it is yeah. what it is. Uh, all right, let's move into the comment section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're each going to pick a comment from last week's content from the various places you reach out, Discord, YouTube, Reddit, etc. Uh, I will kick us off. I just, I had a blast reading the Morbius comments with all the <laughs> Morbius memes. My favorite one. Uh, this part where Michael is getting his Morbi ass kicked and Saul Goodman came out of the Doctor Strange portal to help and then said, it's Saul in time and Saul all over Milo was truly and unequivocally the greatest scene in cinema history. And the post credit <laughs> scene where Gus Fring is alive and responsible for Vulture getting transported to the Mo- Morbius verse is mind blowing. This is truly one of the films of all time. Uh, <laughs> just absolutely love that. So much fun. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, Daniel, why don't you go next? So, um, yeah, mine was from The Long Night, the Game of Thrones. And uh, this one just more kind of like inspired a, like a bit of a question uh, for me. And it, the comment is, the Night King was John's to kill. I don't know why they had Arya do it. I mean, she was great in this episode, but having her do it was like having Han Solo face down Darth, fight, Darth Vader. Yeah, it's cool, but that's not their arch nemesis. That weighed in on how much they changed over it's not the arch nemesis that weighed in on how much they had changed over uh the show slash movie um yeah because that just made me like question that a little that question the comment but it raised the raised the question of does that hold weight that like that like that was his kill like that like that like because i kind of felt that way when i first watched it like i was i was like i'm not sure why why they switched that up like that i guess like what creates the sense that 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 somehow John had ownership over that, like because it's sort of like I agree with the comment, but at the same time I'm wondering like why I agree with it. Like, um, I mean, personally, I would like to see Han Solo face down Darth Vader. Yeah, for and, sure, like, that would be a very interesting. 
but um but like i get why you know you get why luke has to do it and it's like is the story diminished are these the same are those good examples though i mean is he really is the night king john's arch nemesis would you say like i don't know i mean i guess maybe he was i don't know i i it's been a minute since obviously i've watched the first seven seasons but i'm trying to remember like even when the the night king was talking about really early on right or the yes at least the walker the white walkers or whatever but there is that what's the this there's a scene uh i always forget the locations when uh it's like on the shore there and like it's the first time that john faces the 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 white walkers and the night king looks down upon him Mm. and like focuses in on him and i think that i think that moment it was sort of like and he may look up at him too. I don't know. It was like sort of like this awareness of each other that I don't think any of the other characters shared, and especially not not Arya. Like she, I mean, she. I forget to what extent she was aware of the whole White Walker threat, but it was sort of. I think that that moment implanted in a lot of people's minds that like this was like his fight to win. Yeah, I gotcha. It'd be like if it'd be like or it'd be like like if if you had Sherlock Holmes going against Mar- Moriarty and then watson was the one who actually killed him or whatever i mean i i guess i kind of get that but i just i, I don't think know it's kind of fun i don't I like yeah yeah i, I well and i just like aria coming in and I, it's just such a cool bit and what's not a great episode that like i guess i didn't really think about it i mean you could you could argue that bran is the night king's nemesis you know what i mean like the you yeah. know the in fact the episode argues that the episode argues that yeah. bran is the That'd one he's cool. after um so uh i don't know that that's yeah, I mean, I get it. I get there's storytelling norms um, and face-off between nemesises or whatever. But, no, I never thought of it that way. It's definitely an interesting thought. Um, let's see. Jonathan, finish us off with your comment. Yeah, mine's pretty quick. It was from Scream. I, I wrote a send, or we wrote a send in there that was about, um, they make a big deal about, like, Sydney, I think, says something like, you know, we're all like, you know, you're in Stu Mocker's house where all those where Billy and Stu killed all those people. And we mentioned that the only death, the only actual death in that at that house was Tatum, the Rose McGowan character uh, from the first film. But then one commenter, uh, Danger with a three before the R, said, you're also forgetting Gail's cameraman, Kenny. He wasn't in the house when he was killed, but it was in the last act. And that is correct. I, I totally forgot about Kenny. Mm-hmm. I'm more than happy to admit that, but <laughs> <laughs> there were still only two people though. So I think the sin still stands, but I, I do feel bad that I forgot poor Kenny. You nice. Know, but uh, all right, let's finish it off with some beyond the sins to infinity and beyond somewhere beyond my wild history to boldly go where no man has gone before. We're going to take a look at something else going on in the world of pop culture. Uh, Daniel, kick us off. What do you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, I had uh, I just recently started watching Severance. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, what's it? Andrew Scott or what, I forget the Adam Scott. name. Right? Adam, Adam Scott. Scott. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, his show. Well, he's a, the, seems to be the lead of the show right now. On it's on Apple TV. Um, it's. Like I don't have, I only watched the first episode, so I don't have a whole lot of information about what's going on, and I wouldn't want to spoil it anyway. But it just, uh, it, it has captivated me, and I'm very interested to learn more. Um, the, um, it gave you some very interesting, uh, like 
characters and and like story development pretty pretty early on um like you so there's like you sort of don't know you don't know everything that's going on but like uh the momentum or like the the pacing seems seems pretty good and i'm interested to see where it's going there also is a really cool aesthetic to it where i don't entirely know when or where this story is happening uh it could be the past it could be the future it could just be someplace different uh so uh i i like the decisions that they've done with that um yeah i don't really want to go i don't know if i can go into too much more depth without spoiling anything so i don't really want to don't really want to do that well i've seen the whole thing and you're gonna love in the very last episode when the one care i'm just kidding i'm not gonna tell you (laughs) any any spoilers Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, Severance is one of the TV shows of all time. Like it is uh it is it is definitely that. Uh I enjoyed Severance quite a bit, the whole thing. It's great. It's on my list. I still haven't watched it, but I'm it's definitely going to happen at some point soon, hopefully. Yeah, that's good stuff. I'm going to talk about Girls 5 Eva. Uh, because I've decided not enough people are talking about this show. There's so much TV out there. The second season of the show just kind of came and went. Nobody really said much about it. Um, I think it may be the funniest show uh, available to watch. Um, it is so funny. I just, I there's something about Tina Fey's sense of humor and the writers that she she brings on um, that I really get and really love. And one of the things about Girls Five, I mean, there's many many things I like about the show. My wife and I, by the way, uh, by the way, watched the second season, and it's a real quick watch too. Um, one of the things we really, really enjoy about it is just the fake songs. Like the fake songs that these girls sing are hilarious. And there's always one every episode and they play it over the end credits. And it kills me every time because there's stuff in the song that you don't actually see in the episode. But then when you hear the full song, um, it's great. Uh, one of the other things I love is this cast. So the four girls who reunite from Girls 5 Eva, and if you don't know the concept, basically they had one pop hit you know, back in the day, and then it got sampled in a, a hit song from a, a current rapper, and so that allowed them to relaunch their career. This cast is amazing. Uh, Renee Elise Goldsberry, who you may know as... Um, uh, is it Angelica Schuyler, well, the main Schuyler sister in the original Hamilton uh, production? She is astonishing. Busy Phillips is hilarious. Oh, love her. She's so good. And then Sarah Bareilles, the singer, love is really impressive, a really talented comic actress, and also obviously an incredible singer and songwriter. And Paula, does she Pat- write the songs? I, I wonder? think she. I, I don't want to say because I haven't researched yeah. it. I had the same thought, and I wonder if that if that's the case. Because she's a great songwriter. She is so. an incredible songwriter, and a lot of the show is about um, their uh, their songwriting. In fact, somebody in the chat just mentioned this one. It would be the first one I would mention from this season, too. She writes a, a song based on looking up the English word that has the most definitions, which is the word set. Has so many, and she tries to use every single definition of the word set in the song. And it's the <laughs> funniest thing uh and uh i love it love it love it uh, and then paula pell is also really really funny as gloria she's the one i hadn't really had any connection with necessarily before but she's great um so you look at these four women and you're looking at not only amazing actresses and comedic actresses also great singers like in that that just makes such a difference in a show like this 
Um, so yeah, I'm really, really, really digging Girls Five Eva. There are two seasons. I don't know if there will be a third. It again feels like it just kind of comes and goes. I will say, if you're used to Tina Fey's other stuff like Thirty Rock or Unbreakable um, Kimmy Schmidt, both shows I really, really enjoyed for her sense of humor as well. This is different in that it's a little more adult. Um, so like, uh, it's it's not it's not like full HBO. <laughs> If you know what I mean. Uh, but, you know, they're definitely dropping some more normal, I would say, you know, adult human language. Uh, this is on but, Peacock, right? Correct. And that's what I was going to say. Yeah, this is sorry. This is on Peacock uh, if you want to check it out. Um, but, yeah, the entire second season is out. And you can watch both seasons on Peacock. And I would highly, 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 highly recommend yeah. it for a good time. So one of the one of the mini shows I have on my yeah, list. Yeah, I know. There's such a list, right? I think for a lot of people, it's and the crazy. reason the reason my wife and I like shows like this is we just want to laugh right now too. So there is something. Yeah. These kind of shows float to the top of our list because it's just like you throw it on for 20 minutes, you laugh a lot, spend time with people that are fun to spend time with, and it's just kind of one of those shows. So so yeah, right there on. you go. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Um, I guess I didn't know if you were going to talk about it, so I had a backup, but I guess I will talk about Thor because uh, the other thing we're, we're going to be talking about on the show because we're going to be sending it uh, <laughs> yeah. pretty soon. But the the show. But anyways, but Thor, uh, Love and Thunder, I went and saw that last night. Um, I think I would give it like a slight recommend. I, I'm not really... I It's a weird movie. <laughs> um, it's got like... like I love like Ragnarok, which was interesting because that was a movie that didn't really hit me the first time I saw it, but it has since then become probably my favorite MCU movie, or it's at least in that conversation with like a couple others. Uh, so I was really excited to see this because I like Taika Waititi and I like his sense of humor. I enjoyed Ragnarok. Um, I don't know if this film is just, I, I, I feel tonally this film is really weird because the, the villain played by Christian Bale and maybe one of the best, probably one of the best villains in the MCU. Uh, so I, I think he definitely is because that's one problem these movies a lot of the times have is the villain isn't that interesting. But this villain's very interesting. Uh, he has a very interesting backstory that I'm not going to, you know, give away or anything. But, um, and uh, he feels like an actual threat. Like, you know, like this is something where I, I don't necessarily... I don't necessarily believe they're just going to get rid of Thor or anything, but I'm just saying like there is, there is, there are stakes here that I don't know that I've felt in a lot of the more recent uh, MCU films. Uh, I wasn't sure where they were exactly going with a few characters and stuff like that. So that was interesting, but also it kind of was dark because the subject matter revolving around the Christian Bale character is pretty serious. There's also subject matter revolving around, uh, Jane, Natalie Portman returns, uh, that's very serious and very, uh, um, uh, very, um, I don't know, just very serious. It's, it's something that's probably, it's a, it's a thing that's probably going to affect a lot of people that are watching it. I'm not saying it's like a trigger necessarily, uh, but, uh, but it's something that a lot of people have probably, you know, dealt with in their family and stuff. And then that is intermixed with Taika Waititi still being like really silly and like just throw it in this like insanely silly humor. And I think there was just something about that that just didn't really. I didn't think they bounced off each other that great. Uh, but I think, but everyone gives, for the most part, gives a good performance. Uh, I think Tessa Thompson, not surprisingly, steals just about every scene she's in. Uh, Christian Bale also steals just about every scene he's in. But I mean, Hemsworth's really good. I think the Thor and Jane stuff, the way they kind of put them together, I think they really, I think they work better together in this one than they did uh, in the. Was she in the second one? I don't even remember now. 
but <laughs> I don't like, either. I I've don't seen either. the Dark World once. I've never watched it again. I've yeah. never even watched the first Thor more than once. So, but I just from my memory, I feel like their their relationships a lot better. And I just I think Hemsworth has just become. He was never bad, but it's been interesting to watch him develop as an actor. And I I I. I kind of look forward to when he's in a movie now because I I think there's something I I just feel like he's 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 pretty good with comedy uh better than you would expect but he can also handle some of the drama just fine um so like I don't know if this one would have worked as well if this had been like the first Thor movie but I think now that he's had time to evolve into the character I think it kind of works perfectly but there's just I don't know I I didn't love it by any means I I think I just I just kind of liked it it was fun it was entertaining um. It feels a little separate from some of the other world building that the MCU has been doing with their shows and their their last few movies. So that was nice. Um, I'm sure there are things that will tie in and there's a stinger that kind of lets you see where things might be going with one storyline, of course. But it did feel like kind of more of its own movie, which was nice. I just I don't know. It just kind of it was just uh, like it was just kind of a movie that had a lot of nice moments in it. But I don't know that I ever really fully got on board with everything and i think a lot of that had to do like i said with the 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 tonal shifts that kind of were, were thrust at us but uh but uh I, I i assume a lot of people are going to enjoy this i've seen more negative reactions to it than i expected but uh, but i think most people uh would at least have a you know an entertaining night at the movies watching it so that's why i give it a slight recommend uh yeah i will i will have plenty of uh to say about this on sif pop for sure um the the thing i do want to uh address because we have had a chat conversation about this in slack and you mentioned the tone thing um i i will say i had a lot of fun with this movie um if nothing else if you're willing to just go in without expectations mm -hmm. without any kind of you know or lowered expectation or whatever. I think you're going to have fun. Like it's, mm -hmm. there's no doubt Taika Waititi has a good sense of humor. There's no doubt he's working with uh, actors that can pull off comedic stuff. Um, and you, you're going to have a good time. Uh, and the other thing is, uh, I, the other thing I wanted to mention is I think the tone is um, <laughs> consistently Taika Waititi, which is inconsistent. Yes. <laughs> so, so like that's a good it's, way to put it's, it. It's weird to say that the tone is consistent because it's clearly not. It's clearly dealing with a huge disparity in tone. But that's what Taika Waititi mm -hmm. does. Have you seen Jojo Rabbit? Like yeah. this, this is this is what he is known for, and you're gonna find it here. Um, so, if that's annoying to you, you're probably gonna be annoyed by it here. If you if you go with him, um, I th I think. You know, if you love Taika Waititi, I think you're going to enjoy this. I think I think you're really going to enjoy what he's doing here. Um, yeah, I yeah. Jojo Rabbit's a great. That's a great comparison. I because I think he does a better job of it in Jojo Rabbit mm -hmm. than he does here. That would be my opinion. And it's not like I don't. It's not like insulting or anything. Like I don't. Right. I don't think there's anything. It just for me personally, it just it was jarring. I guess yeah. more so, and so. I would kind of get lost for a second and then kind of be, you know, back in there. Yeah. He's just, he's just not scared to do that. He's just not, no, scared. No, not he's just all. not scared Which to go. Here's the real serious stuff of, of life. And here's a screaming goat. Like he's just, he's not, he's, oh my God. he's not scared to, to do that kind of stuff. So, um, hey, the goats of this movie are the goats. Just so we're clear. <laughs> I, that I, scream is just one of the greatest like ADR uh, things I have ever heard. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's amazing. yeah. Um, so my opinions on uh, Love and Thunder are more complex um, than I'm going to get into here. But overall, I had I had a really fun time. So um, 
So yeah, which there's and that. there is nothing wrong with that. No, uh, no, a solid good movie is better than a bad movie. So yeah, I'm totally. I'm all on board for that. Yeah, absolutely. As someone who hasn't seen this film, like from everything you guys have said, I have no idea what to expect from it. <laughs> no, oh, it's no, of course it, and not. It is, it's that changed tone a lot was the discussion of <laughs> yeah. this movie. I will, yeah. one thing I did want to mention though, I am getting to where. And I don't know if this is just after watching so many MCU movies and stuff, but I am getting to where the green screen stuff is starting to just kind of wear thin with me. Like I just it and it it seemed more it seemed more noticeable in this film than it has in past ones where it's just like it just looks like there's just like I don't know. It just it visually because there are actually some visuals in this movie that work really well. Um, I love the choice of color he uses like when they go to different places, but some of the battles, like it's just so clearly that they're just standing in front of a screen. <laughs> it's it it kind of gets distracting at times and kind of takes you out. That but that's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah, opinions. Um, <laughs> how do they work? Uh, so that is Thor: Love and Thunder in theaters. Girls Five Eva is on Peacock, and Severance is on Apple TV. Plus, that's going to do it for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything you want to send us, uh, mail it to P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. I will also mention our email is bts at cinemasins.com. We will soon be doing another compilation best of Mm -hmm. the year podcast. So if you have any nominations that you would like to hear us uh, hear again that you thought were some of the best moments of the podcast of this past year, please email those immediately to bts uh, at cinemasins.com. You can also hang out with us on Twitter. Uh, I am at Aaron Dicer. He is at Sam Loomis 13. And Daniel is the one smart enough to not have a Twitter. So for John Amorb Watkins, Daniel Morboso, Amorbin Morbel, and my Morb self, we will see you next week. Happy National Ventriloquist Week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com and be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts. Morbius. Well, I do have a, a wild story from last night from dinner because I was, um, I, was, I, was gr- on, I was cooking on the grill. I was cooking some steaks. And then my uh, mother comes out and, and informs me that there's a there's a black bear in the dumpster out back, which is maybe about 75 feet from where I'm standing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I go around the corner and like it's just the thing is uh, bigger than me. It's probably bigger than you, uh, Aaron. Just yeah, so black you know. bears. Yeah, they get pretty big. They're not quite grizzly yeah. size usually, but they're uh, they're definitely bigger than a lot of humans for sure so that yeah that was uh that was an exciting moment because i i don't know what to do in that scenario um black bears aren't really too dangerous unless they're super hungry or super angry so and i know it's it's hard to to know those things if if you if you are if you make yourself as big as you can and as aggressive looking as you can they usually won't mess with you um (laughs) but yeah have you ever seen the movie Shoot to Kill, Aaron? No, why? There's a scene in that where Sid- it was Sidney Poitier. He had not acted in anything in like 17 years or something. And he came back and did this like thriller with Tommy. It's pretty. It's a good movie. It's worth watching. But there's a scene where he does that. There's a bear. Mm-hmm. And he just starts like going, ah! Yeah. And he starts like screaming at it. They say, just it. say like, hey, bear!
Hey, yeah. bear. Yeah. And then it just goes, and then, and then it kind of looks at you yeah. funny and then just goes yeah. away. Like, I, ah, I, don't I hope I'm never that. in that situation. Morbius. Well, uh, a, a gentleman uh, was, was here and he decided, and he was uh, trying to scare it away. And uh, I had, <laughs> I had spoken with a friend and I was just like, like bang some pots and pans and make noise or something. Mm -hmm. yep, yep. So I was doing that and the guy, the guy shows up and he's like, and and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm trying to scare it away. And he just says, he's like, that's probably more like a dinner bell for him. <laughs> <laughs> Morbius. So I just read this article, though. I, I've never used a PlayStation store, but apparently, I guess they're pulling out of some deal they had with Studio Canal. So people that have bought Studio Canal films digitally will lose them. Yes. That's some garbage. So this is something. You can move stuff, though, right? You could, sure. Like to but, Plex or so. No, not okay. So this is <clears throat> this is the thing about owning digital copies, right? You oh, never you never own anything unless you actually have your own digital copy, like your own MP4 file on your own system. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, which is, by the way, according to law, mostly illegal. Even if you own a Blu-ray, uh, you are technically not legally allowed to rip your own Blu-ray. Technically. Do people do it? Yes, all the time. <laughs> it's like, and nobody's ever going to get prosecuted for it. But, um, but it it is just it is the 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 falseness of the idea of digital ownership, and y you'll hear a lot of people being like, "This is why you have to own a physical copy yeah. of everything." <laughs> Morbius. You look at something like music, right? I don't have any physical media for music anymore. And honestly, most of it's available on most music streaming services. Will movies and TV content get to the place mm -hmm. where like it's all available in that same way that that music is kind of right now? And when I say I don't all, think so. I clearly know it's not technically all available, but for the most part, it is. Mo I mean, it it's it's just about everything. I mean, it's it's very little that you can't find like if you on any of the music services. Morbius. I don't buy as much new movies physical though because those typically are available in some form or fashion on streaming. But like classic films, older films, when they're given special editions and stuff, I'll grab those. Or movies that aren't available on streaming because there's still a ton of movies that you can't stream. Mm -hmm. you know, so. Oh yeah, lots. Uh, I mean, there's still there's still a ton of movies that never even got put on DVD. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, Blu-ray or 4K. Yeah. So they only exist digitally. Like they don't. No, like VHS. Like they never got past VHS. Like I mean, or these in are a like cylinder somewhere in a warehouse on actual yeah. film. Morbius. You don't you don't have to look too hard to find stuff in fairly recent history that is just gone. That's just lost. You know, like you you think of like Johnny Carson. You know, staple of late night like so many of his episodes just don't exist they just don't exist anywhere you know i think like, there's a few doctor who episodes that correct don't exist yes anymore too there are absolutely like, doctor who episodes <clears throat> that are completely missing they couldn't conceptualize a world where that was important to keep you know like no, they, they reused film i yeah. mean they would they would film over they would film over a movie that had already been filmed you know like mm -hmm. they would reuse film back and like way back in the day i didn't even know that was possible i mean if it's actual film, I guess there's ways to do it. I don't know. I don't know anything. I've never actually filmed something with film, so I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> Morbius. I would actually love to research this because I'm, I'm going to simplify. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be making stuff up too. But um, my impression was it's not like they shot on, uh, you know, um, what? Why is it, why was my mind blanking? What what is film called? Um, celluloid. Yeah, it's not like they film. The, yeah, it's not like they shot on celluloid mm -hmm. necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, they may have shot one of two ways. They may have shot live, right, and just broadcast mm -hmm. live the signal, 
Uh, and then the other part is they probably use some prehistoric, you know, view of videotape, right? Like the idea that, you know, magnetically on tape, you can store images and, and those kind of things. Um, so I don't think they were actually reusing celluloid. I think they just taped over the masters that were on, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it, I think that's some, something like that. Kind of like, I mean, you could record over VHS tapes, you know, right? If yeah, you to. like you know, the typical cliche of the guy who recorded the Super Bowl over his wedding, you know, that kind of thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> Morbius. Man, I'm glad. I'm. I'm just. I can't imagine being that guy. Yeah, uh, that would that would get that would never go away. Like that would get brought up mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, any time. You he wanted to get mad at his wife about something. She'd be like, "Really? <laughs> shall I show did I, you? Did I record the Super Bowl over our wedding tape? Shall you know? shall I show you the Super Bowl shuffle <laughs> <laughs> that exists instead of our vows?" <laughs> Morbius. I had the Super Bowl shuffle on vinyl. Oh well, on, yes, of I, course you did. I think they I think they gave those out though. Like I think I feel like that was something where like you could get one for free. It was like if you ordered a mm-hmm. pizza or something, it was <laughs> something dumb. It's probably like, collectible at this point. What yeah. is oh, I have no idea where that went. Oh, it's the eighty five Chicago Bears. Okay. You should just did, do do a YouTube search at some yeah, point for the really Super Bowl shuffle. Up, but they they performed a rap, if you want to call it that, called the Super Bowl Shuffle. And uh it somehow was like a hit. A huge Single. success. Played on radio stations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is terrible. And they performed it live like Welcome on to the 80s. Like, like the Tonight Show or something. It was it was insane. It was. I don't yeah, I don't even know what to compare it to. We're gonna look that up right after we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> you should. You absolutely should. Morbius. I feel so old, like Somebody not know who this is. No, no, no. We are old. We are, we are, well, I should say, Jonathan, you and I are old. Uh, Daniel's age is a mystery and shall remain so. Um, But, uh, but yeah, we, we definitely, definitely, I I was thinking today, I'm going to blink and be 50, right? And that's fine. Like, I, I actually love aging. I don't mind aging at all. I think it's kind of fun to experience, like, you know, um, all the things that you see, you know, the idea of like, now there are multiple generations below me and trying to figure out, you know, uh, if if gentle minions and Gen Z are gonna be okay, you know, like, <laughs> like are we are we are we all gonna be watching watching seven young men in tuxes go into the theater to watch Minions yesterday at our hometown theater? I and- still don't know what that is. I there was an article on some website I was on, and then when I clicked on the article, like my like my McAfee security was just like, you don't want to be on here. So I was like, okay. <laughs> Morbius. So what people are just wearing suits, suits and tuxes and going to see minions and they call themselves gentle minions. And, and then they, they, but why is that getting banned? Cause like I saw there was like oh, a sign at a theater. It's huh? I think because they're also being rowdy probably oh, okay. because they're doing a thing. And I know it's been banned in a couple of theaters that had specific <laughs> there problems. There was a sign but... that said you will not be allowed in if you have formal wear on. That's like the weirdest <laughs> thing I've ever, ever i've ever seen morbius D- daniel is now removing a cow photo from his <laughs> wall <laughs> i think because of the reflection it's just funny he's like nope not gonna have this cow photo here no cow photo for my wall for this show <laughs> morbius is this what the cool people do they do the heart they do the heart with the hands. Is that is that what the cool people do? Not anymore. Now they've seen you do it. <laughs> Morbius. Are you guys dealing with triple digits too, Jonathan? Uh, heat index is triple. Uh, 
but it's 90s. Our literal high the last two days has been triple digits um, wow. without before the heat index. Um, we've been under a heat advisory for yeah. about four days now. Um, it is wild how hot this summer has been. Um, I didn't even really, and I didn't see a break in the, because, you know, it'll usually do like the next so many days or whatever. When I went for my walk this morning at 630 in the morning, it was 82. The sun had just come up and it was 82. <laughs> how, like, I don't even understand how that works. Morbius. Let's see. Yeah. Our highs for the next few days, 92, 98, 94, 92, 95, 97, 98, 98. It is, it's like not going anywhere. No rain, no rain in sight for the next 10 days. We've been getting some rain, a little bit. Our uh, our mower, <laughs> our mower, bless his heart, came to the door and was like, uh, "Do you want me to mow this brown stuff?" <laughs> <It's> like, nope, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, thank you true. for that's asking. Yards are just dying. There's, there's no point in mowing that lawn, man. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> nothing there. Uh, yeah. Do you want me to mow the brown? <laughs> <laughs> Morbius. Is that like uh, normal? This like kind of heat. We this... I, since I've been here, I've been here ten ish years. Um, actually, more than that now, going on twelve years. Uh, this is the worst summer heat wise that I've ever experienced. Uh, we've certainly had weeks, or you know, like where it's in the hundreds. They're usually in early August. It's usually late July, early August. We'll have like a week that's you know always in the high nineties. But this has been since like the beginning of June, it has just been hot and dry. And it's just, it's, it's weird. I've never experienced anything like this. Um, if it continues this way through August, like, you know, that's, that's literal, um, you know, problems. <laughs> like that's going to cause some problems. Morbius. I'm just glad global warming's not a thing, you know, so that's cool. <laughs> that would make this worse. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan, and I we have stopped I definitely saying... said that. We have stopped saying global warming. We now say climate change. <laughs> climate change, that's a good point. Climate change is not a thing. Yeah. I said that specifically because I know Ian will be listening to this when he edits. So I figured he'd, <laughs> figured he'd appreciate that. Yes, he's such yes. A, he's such a fan. When he is, you try he to, is a fan. Absolutely. When you try to say science is not a fact. <laughs> Morbius. I do think climate change is a thing, by the way. I don't want people to think I was being serious. <laughs> Ian completely just removes all the context <laughs> from that statement and just has you just saying climate change is not a thing probably uh now he has me saying it too morbius where the name was funny sounding to people and so they made it into you know memes or whatever yeah it's just like the rick astley stuff the rick roll i mean it has nothing to do with the actual person right it's just it's just some people having fun i thought rick roll was the actual i thought it was because his voice but it has nothing it's not like it just happened to i mean it could have been like I mean, I'm just saying that could have been anything. I think Rick Astley just randomly happened to be the person. I'm just saying, like, the 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 meme and stuff is not specifically because about him, right? It's just more I thought like, it was. I thought I thought that had to do with the fact. somebody. Yeah, I thought that had to do with the fact with when you watch that video that it's like, wait, that's the guy whose voice is on that song? Like, so the idea is, oh, like, like it's a not maybe, what you expect kind of thing. Maybe I I'm thought, wrong. But, Ignore yeah. me. <laughs> no, I Get refuse. All that out, Ian. <laughs> I refuse to ignore you. Morbius. Uh, all right, let's finish it off with some Beyond the Sins. We're each going to oh, take. Oh, you're not nitpicking. 
Uh, no, these we were perfect this week. We like nobody oh, called into question anything oh. we did this week, other than the one nice. you just mentioned. So actually, that's what I mean. <laughs> you stole my, you stole it, Jonathan. Oh, that yeah, was the sure. nitpicking the nitpickers. <laughs> you stole it, and uh, we can't do it. This I'm week. sorry, everybody. Morbius. Happy National Ventriloquist Week. Wait, who said that? Who said that? that who said what? Who said Happy Ventrilo- Ventriloquist Week? Was that Jonathan? Yes. Or was that or was that Daniel? I couldn't tell. Oh, I, I see d- what you're doing. <laughs> and I don't like it. Morbius. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.